The Ziggler Show comes from the legacy of Zig Ziggler and brings together personal and professional growth, business success, and faith. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this episode, make a decision, then make it right. Never make a decision or jump and risk making a bad decision. These are two ends of the spectrum that get the most focus. My guest today finds middle ground in being decisive and taking action, then working to make it right. It also aligns with his counsel that done beats perfect. Well, my guest is Nick Unsworth, which a lot of you guys know. Uh, he was with me in episode 801, where his stories of failures and success, I culminated into the title of Declare Your Vision. We've had great reviews on that show. In this show, we talk about the business and personal habits Nick most values. As a people pleaser, he cites how he's had to learn to practice self-care because as he states, if you don't take care of you, there's nothing left to give anyone else. You'll be inspired by Nick's sharing here. And if you missed out on the first show together, he is CEO of Life on Fire. His mission is to build the world's largest Christ-centered platform online and to raise up leaders to grow God's kingdom. He's coached over 3,100 people. He's consulted with clients, including Damon John from Shark Tank, Spartan Races, Navy Seals, uh, Joe Paulus, John Asraf, who I've had here on the show, Keller Williams Real Estate, Safeco Insurance, C3 Church, so many more on business, but the guy's got a heart of gold. He's an incredible guy. I've had the fortune to get to know him. And uh, again, yeah, big heart for people. He loves inspirational business and just a heart for the Lord. You can join Nick for his Life on Fire Challenge at lifeonfirechallenge.com where you can get a free seven-day live group coaching experience designed to clarify your business vision, create a profit plan, and launch into action. Hey, before we start, quick call out of thanks. Just to all of you who listen and share this show, as of this recording, The Ziggler Show has now been downloaded over 47 million times. Uh, there are a few podcasts that can claim that, and it's why we've been ranked as the number three career podcast of all time in iTunes for almost two months right now. Uh, if you go to the business category in iTunes, boom, there we are, front and center. I think it's like the third row down uh, on different listings, and it's because you, you listen, you download, you subscribe, and you share it with other share the shows with other people. So just a thank you. Well, hey, we'll get right into Nick's habits for success after I share some great products and services with you. Well, Nick, I know you are uh, a fan of good habits and routines and know the value of those that you've done well and some maybe you've not done so well through your story. And as we talked in our main show together, you've got got quite a story. Uh, so, but on this, on these habits, I mean, when you start off about that and look about your habits, just for your personal life, your business life, it feels like even though most people that I talk with here on the show, they have some thoughts, they have some, uh, that they employ in all seven spokes of the Ziggler wheel of life, but there's usually, you know, folks, everybody has their ones they love. They have the ones that, you know, these, I don't ever miss these. Sometimes I do, they all value, but man, these are my primary. I can't go without these. Where what's top of the list for you? Let's start personal, just on the personal okay. side. Yeah. Yeah. On the, the personal side, um, top of the list is is self-care. Mm-hmm. And because if we're not whole and complete, you know, that's why with the, you know, on an airplane, they say you gotta you gotta give yourself the, the oxygen first. And so I've been a people pleaser for most of my life and I always put everybody else first. Yeah. And I had a coach and mentor that that helped me realize that, you know, 
Nick, if, if, if you don't take care of you, you're not going to have anything left for your wife, for your kids and for your clients and everything else that you're doing. And that, I think that's true for everybody. And so on that, it's like, you know, he helped me figure out, well, how can I, you know, be my best? How can I um, come from the best way of being? And so on the personal side, you know, definitely starting your day right. So I'm sure a lot of people talk about morning routines. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that has been really helpful is um, I now go to bed way earlier than I, yeah. I used to, yeah. which is a, a change. I always used to wonder why older people went to bed so dang early. And oh. now now I'm in that bucket at 38 years old. Yeah. I'm like, shoot, I'm like, my dad going to bed. Uh, you know, I'm in bed at like nine. But, um, you know, getting up early. I know, uh, you know, a lot of folks that serve our country you know, in the military, it's you know about getting up early. And so I love, love getting up early because it's the only time. So I'm, I'm up at about 5 a.m. And that time is my time. Yeah. You know, that's like the only time that's uninterrupted. You know, it's even before the kids get up. And and so for me, it looks like the very first thing, as soon as my eyes open, and I never, uh, I never miss this, is I literally put my hand in my heart and I'm laying in bed. And I just get my myself to this place of just overwhelming love and gratitude. Mm. And to literally just start thinking about all the things I'm grateful for. You know, and I look over and I've got my, you know, my wife next to me. I think about our two little kids or how, and it's, you know, in, in different days, I'll, I'll go into different areas. But that place of gratitude, no matter how hard the day is or no matter what happens or, you know, we have seasons, we go up and we have down, we have challenges, but like just to start in that way. And then from there, um, I like to get out of the house <laughs> because um, I like to uh, block my time. And so if I don't get out of the house and everything kind of just, yeah. everything just get, goes to chaos, you know what I mean? Like all my routines, everything gets, gets nuts. So I get to my office and again, it's where I've got, you know, time just for me. Um, you know, where I can take my John Maxwell Bible man and get in the word and, you know, go through that. I read my letter to myself and that letter, as I shared in the episode is, you know, it's about where I'm going and it's about, uh, it's written as if it's already been achieved. Mm. And so to really, to start my day with that, it's starting from such a good place and I never touch my phone. So, uh, I turn all notifications off. So even text message notifications, um, I have no notifications on my computer, no Skype popping up, uh, nothing on my phone. And, you know, I just check my messages when I have an, a, a moment to check it. Otherwise, we're just being interrupted. So I have that, you know, that that time for myself. And then, you know, from that um, pre-COVID, I would get to the gym Yeah, yeah. and that was going good. Uh, since then, you know, I might've put on the COVID-19 pounds, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I did set up a little thing in my office. I got like a jump rope and some dumbbells, but yeah, definitely not perfect on that side. Yeah. That's been yeah, a little I'm struggle, but I'm holding up my dumbbells. <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> but man, that mindset piece with the letter mm-hmm. and, uh, and the letter is a hundred percent every, you know, every day, um, getting into the word you know, there's sometimes where I, I might cut that routine a little shorter and just dive into what I need to do. But, um, but when I, what I notice is that when I do that, and it's like, if I can win that beginning part of the day, and I remember a pastor saying, you know, if you can tie the first part of your day and give that first 10th, you know, to God or that first hour, you know, it just sets everything up. And, uh, and I find it's just radically different days. I do it and days I don't, yeah. you know, 
very different outcomes. So well, go on, go on with that. So uh, I want to hit business, but well, do that because now you're diving into business. That's, that's, let's go along the trajectory of your average day. So again, habits, routines that you employ for your business success and health. Yeah, on, on the business side, uh, I've just um, number one created boundaries, and uh, I, I like to think about my business in a way of thinking about what it's like to go on vacation. What I mean by that is. When you go on vacation, you're always like, or not always, but like most people are trying to get as much done as they can so that when you go on vacation, you can be totally free. You mm-hmm. can not have anything to worry about. And so what I try and do is every day is, is think of it like that. So if I can have my boundaries in the morning where I'm not being interrupted, I set expectations with clients so that I always say I don't coach via text. I don't coach via email. I have a whole bunch of places where I need to be on live calls, group calls, one-on-one calls with clients so that I don't have any of this stress of, oh shoot, did I get back to Marcy's email? Did I have this going on? It's, I've created very powerful boundaries and expectations and my clients love it and they look at it as it's professional, but I'm also modeling how they can build their life and their business because, right. you know, and then throughout the day, um, I do a lot of, lot of Zooms. I do a lot of trainings. I do a lot of online marketing. I do you know, a lot of one-on-one calls. And I figure if I'm going to be a coach and this is the assignment that I've been given by my creator, well, I should use the gift. I should be doing this stuff, right? So I spend a lot of my time. I'll go back to back and, and block it. And I like that because I'll get in a flow and a rhythm. And, and I feel like, you know, if you go from one task that's left brain and then the next task is right brain, it just becomes challenging. So, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, I basically have, you know, nine to five is really for the business. And Thursday, Friday is where that's where I can be creative. I can um, take a little bit more, you know, go get an IV bag, you know, to get some nice nutrients, go do cryotherapy, go, you know, do something on Fridays. We would typically go take our kids to SeaWorld or Legoland on Fridays. And like, so having the flexibility of nothing scheduled Thursday, Friday is so awesome because I feel like I'm sprinting pretty hard, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but then I got the open space. Yeah. So then I can use the other part of my brain to write copy or do different types of tasks. In those days, it got a little bit more flexibility or a lot of flexibility. Uh, but one of the biggest things is expectations and boundaries, you know, had a call with a friend yesterday and, you know, he's on, uh, he never can pull away. I mean, he's getting texts at nine, 10, 11 at night on the weekends. He's like, man, I've, not only has he not had a vacation, but he's also not been ever able to unplug when he's with his family. And that to me is one of the worst things we can do for our families. One of the worst things we can do for our businesses and clients, they don't actually respect that, you know? And so those boundaries are are huge. So you mentioned a couple of things back on just the personal side on there on Thursday, Fridays, an IV bag, which uh, folks, gosh, if, if they tune into my other, my other podcast, the True Life podcast on health and wellness, we talk about that. So we've got a, a functional medicine practice. People come in and get a, uh, a Myers cocktail 
Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. So I'll I'll I do one it. of those. Especially I love if, it. If I think that there's a little sickness coming on or whatever, I'll do that. So they're talking. He's talking about IV therapy, where yeah, you can get kind of a, a massive amount of, of vitamins, nutrients pumped right into the vein there. It's like the good side of shooting up. <laughs> and, uh, and you also meant, uh, uh, talked about cryo. So you do the, you do the, the Oh, I love cryo. It yeah. is, it is, um, I, I just absolutely love it. I mean, you know, you take three minutes and, you know, get to minus 250. <laughs> and, um, and what the thing I love about it is it is a physical state change. It is literally your physiology in that moment, the way that your blood circulates a lot faster and the things that happen physiologically, you leave there and it's released dopamine and, mm-hmm. and I can go in tired. I can go in fatigued. I can go in, in a bad mood. If I'm in a, if I just, if you have one of those days where you just, you know, for whatever reason, you're just in a little bit of, you know, your energy's off, your emotions are off or whatever, hormones, something I'll go in there and I'll come out and it's like, a whole different state change. It is just unreal. So I love that. Cryo's big. That's awesome. And then of course you mentioned family. I know you guys do a lot of adventure. What, how old are your kids? Uh, two and a half and three and a half. Two and a half, three and a half. So you guys are doing lots of play time uh, with them. How about, so you've been married how long now? So five years. Five years. Just so five years. Obviously that's the key relationship in your life, but even looking just at relationships overall, what are some of the things that you, yeah, again, habits that you do for your relationship with your spouse mm-hmm. and then maybe with friends and family as well? Yeah. You know, um, one thing that has been incredible is um, we do a lot to serve at our church and we um, are, you know, able to be around um, other friends that have great marriages. And so, you know, pastors around us and people mm-hmm. around us. And that's, it's been one of these things where, you know, it's like, if you want to have a successful business, surround yourself with the successful business people. And we found it's the same as true uh, for your marriage, you know, and, and being around people that invest into their marriage, you know, going to marriage retreats and, and, um, and being around epic marriages. So we've been able to, to really witness and see what an epic marriage looks like. And we've seen it modeled for us. And, you know, and then we've, you know, work, work at it, you know, and, and what I can say is some advice that we've received is, or I've received is that my wife is a product of my husbandry. Hmm. And man, that's a big one. That's a real big one because anything that pops up, I feel like it's a knee jerk reaction to say, well, it's their fault. She's being spicy today, or it's, you know, it's something going on or, you know, and, but at the end of the day, she's a product of my husbandry. And so it has changed so much where it's like the way I adore her, the way I speak to her, the way I I know her love language, you know, and, and words of affirmation. And, and it's like, it's just changed how I show up and it's in, turn, you know, changes how she shows up. And then it becomes this really beautiful cycle where we're honoring each other, where we do, you know, little surprises for each other. I still write love notes. I write on the toilet paper, you know, so she <laughs> goes to the bathroom and she grabs herself, you know, starts to unroll that thing. And there's a little love note on there. And it's like some other advice that we've received over the you know years is um, always date your wife. Yeah. And I think Tony Robbins says this, the same things that you did to get your wife or your husband are the same things that you should be doing on an ongoing basis. And so um, I definitely had that season where we got married and then, you know, I think my chivalry kind of fell off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then it was like, you know, doubling down on her marriage and learning and, 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 uh, and so, yeah, you know, date nights, these are something that, um, have to be immovable. They have to be something that we prioritize because it's so easy to say, well, it's a date night and there's this concert in town or there's my friends in town or, oh my gosh, the big master mastermind I got to get to or something. And we've just learned to protect that date night time. Yeah. And that has been huge. And, uh, and, you know, we've definitely had, we've gone through some tough things in business. We've gone through some tough seasons. Uh, but one thing I can say is going through COVID together for some reason, it brought out the best in my wife. It brought out mm-hmm. the best in me. Um, our, our team mentality of, you know, being a team together. And um, it's just been so fun. Like I keep telling her this, like, this is just real fresh. It's like recent. I just keep saying like, like I feel like this is literally like the, the best part of our marriage that we've ever had is now. Cause I think wow. once when you we first had kids two and a half, three and a half years ago, yeah. it's such a, a shift to your freedom. You know, so many things change. You're figuring it all out and there's so much new stress. You know, we had a couple years that were really tough on us, you know, and, and just learning how to be parents and stuff and not that we'll ever fully figure it out. But, um, but it's like to come out the other side and always know, like, you know, every, every winter is always going to be followed by a spring. And so, yeah, we're, we're in that season now and it's been super fun and just trying to, you know, celebrate each other and honor each other as much as we can. It's, it's a blessing to hear because yeah, it seems like a polarization people who have been at home now and their relationships are, are better. And we've heard a lot of testimony here on the show from listeners and just the gift of that and things that they don't want to give up again, the time and the investment ability. And then I know culturally though, and I haven't heard firsthand much, but you see that, you know, the stuff out there about people who are at their wits end of being stuck with each other. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, very, very telling, uh, you talked about in our first show together to hit on the finance aspect. So we've got, you know, a lot of folks here who are familiar with Dave Ramsey and you've got uh, a sordid past with your debt, uh, which I, I can, I can also attest to of doing a lot of things with business, man. And you talked about, you know, calling and begging, what was a discovery card to, yeah. <laughs> to up your credit so you can go to something. And, uh, yeah, Dave, Dave Ramsey's, you know, struggling over here with that statement. Uh, but then obviously you made that work how did you just maybe just hit on that a little bit on business people out there who are trying to figure out a way to fund their business endeavor or even in your case it was your personal slash business growth you know you wanted to go to a seminar but you used um, you know use credit card but maybe just hit on finances on where you see yourself as you are leading so many people who are where you were you are listening to The Ziggler Show and this Habits episode with Nick Unsworth. Uh, this is an interesting bit coming up with Nick sharing about money and debt with starting and building businesses. Uh, so we'll dive right back in after I share some great products and services with you. I, I would say that um, the di- knowing the difference between an expense and an investment is so important. You know, an expense is is you're losing, you know, and you're losing money and it's a depreciating asset if you're buying stuff and it, it won't serve you. So I've, I've gotten past those days and years of like wanting the flashy stuff to look cool. Um, thank God I got past that because um, I would much rather have, you know, money to give and, and money to, you know, to be free. Um, and then the investment side of things is your money making you money. And I don't necessarily, oh, I'm only referring to this as like just on interest. I mean, you're your number one investment, right? Yeah. 
in your ability to learn income producing skills is going to so far outpace a stock market. It's going to so far outpace bonds and real estate investments. And so my big thing is, um, is investing in ourselves, you know, and that, yeah, that's books, tapes and courses, that kinds of stuff. But um, I believe in coaching so much and a big part of my, you know, my message is always going to come back to coaching because that's what radically changed my life. And I borrowed money to get the right coach. And, um, and, and I never looked, I never looked badly on that decision because if I didn't do that, I can, I guarantee you, I wouldn't be on the Zig Ziglar show. I'll be talking to you, Kevin. I wouldn't be doing this. I I don't know if I'd even be here. That's how dark it was. And so, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta invest in yourself and sometimes you gotta double down on yourself and you do want to make sure that it's with the right person. So do your research, talk the references, you know, and, um, because I'm sure most people have had an experience where they've, you know, hopped on board a program or worked with a coach and it, can't you know there's there's good and bad people in any industry um but that investment is is so important in ourselves and the other piece on the finance topic is um is that i used to be the entrepreneur that would get to the end of the year and see what's left Mm. and i find that so many people do it and your business ends up supporting your expenses and so a lot of entrepreneurs, they will fight to grow their business and build, but they're really just covering their business hard costs and they're covering enough money to pay their bills, but there's not surplus. Right. And that was happening to me in my early days. And so I had a mentor that came and looked at me and said, you're not taking your finances seriously. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff. And, and, he, and I didn't know my numbers and I didn't, I didn't like, I used to tell myself, I don't like the financing. I don't like the finances side of the business or accounting. Yeah. And he got me to see that I had to learn. I had to know what my P&L was. I had to know what my balance sheet was and I had to take it seriously. And then the other big thing that I learned was I had to decide what I was going to be worth and what I was going to make in advance. Because if we don't pay ourselves first, these businesses are these money gobbling monsters. Like they, it just, the money goes, right? It, yeah. It's so easy for it to come in and, and to go out. And so I would literally, initially I started saying, okay, I'm going to start with X amount of dollars per month as well. I'm going to take it. And now there'd be a lot of fear because, well, shoot, how am I going to fund the next thing or all this marketing and ad dollars? And, but when you take it off the top first, you can always know that you and your family are whole and complete, and then your business can make money to support the things that you need to do. So I found that that's been really important. It's kind of like if same principle as if you don't plan your adventures, your vacations first, well, life is going to gobble up the time. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I found that for myself and a lot of clients, when we started paying ourselves and paying ourselves a salary and, you know, having that come right out from bookkeeping, you know, or from, you know, gusto or payroll service, it um, really was helpful on yeah. the finance side. So I want to take the opportunity with you as you lead so many people who are yeah you know coming to you at Life on Fire Challenge initially to uh, with business in mind with money in mind but then through that you get to have input into their personal lives. If you had to take some of the top again good habits routines, business and personal. I don't know. Just the top ones that you tend to end up espousing to them, advocating to Mm -hmm. them. 
Uh, maybe they've been in line just with what you talked about for yourself right now, but I know sometimes we have areas where we're, you know, we, we kind of just do that on autopilot, but you find yourself speaking to folks you've got to do this. Where do you find yourself leading them as far as the ongoing, you know, a, a daily personal and business, good routines and habits? Yeah. And so this is a, a big one and, and it really is, it's almost you could look at it and say, is it a quote or is it a habit? And I would say it's a way of being and it's a way of life. And so a big mantra in our community is done beats perfect. And what happens is that as entrepreneurs, um, perfection or perfectionism is a procrastination tool. And so what happens is you got these dreams and goals, but you're waiting for it to be perfect. You're waiting to launch that thing. And, and, the, and the reality and the truth underneath that is that there's a fear holding you back. And so um, we've really, as a community, really got behind done beats perfect. It doesn't mean be sloppy. doesn't mean be average. We want to have excellence, but it's just a way of being so that giving yourself permission to move fast, to just get the thing done, because yeah. what you learn by doing it and you learn by getting it out and getting the dang thing launched is going to just so far trump waiting for it to be right. And that's the same for writing a book, like get the book out, you know, let's, let's get multiple books out. Let's not wait for one that you get out, you know, at the end of your life, like let's, let's go now. So that's, that's been a, a, a big one. Um, another one is um, make a decision and make it right. And why that's important and why we also really stand behind that is because from that one way of being that one statement, make a decision, and then make it right. What happens is that we take all the control back. So people are usually, um, or there's times where, where, you know, someone might be paralyzed by a decision. Oh my gosh, I want to do this business, or I want to do a challenge, or I want to do a summit, or I want to do this, but I don't want to make the wrong decision. And there's all this fear about making the wrong decision. Until when we really adopt the mindset and the habit of saying, well, I'm not going to worry about the right or the wrong decision, because no matter what I decide right now to do, it's on me, it's on you, and you have the power to then go make it right. So if you're investing in a coach, if you're buying a course, you're buying a program, you make that decision, where some people take weeks or months to make the decision. Some people see a year that goes by and they miss the whole opportunity, yeah. you know? But when you get into it, I decide I'm gonna be a top success story. I tell our clients, like, make a decision, you're investing in yourself with us, now you get to make that decision right. And so the other thing that happens is that you get your time back yeah. because, uh, and I learned this, this from a mentor, uh, Michael Burnoff, he said, you know, what's the best productivity hack or tool or how to get more time back? And the first thing he said was make faster decisions. Well, how do you make faster decisions? Make a decision, then make it right. And you'll, you won't have all the fear wrapped around it. And I had to practice making fast decisions. I'd be the guy, you know, you know, before I dated Megan, I had to learn, I had to learn this. It was like, I was dating and it was like, where do you want to go out to dinner? I'd be like, I don't know. I was a people pleaser. Where do you want to go out to dinner? And we go back and forth, back and forth. When I met Megan, I learned how to man up and I learned how to have some confidence and, you know, sweep her off her feet and, you know, and guide her and say, Hey, we're going to go to this tower 23. We're going to do this and that. And I would make a decision, make it right. Um, and that's, that's led to a lot of, a lot of good well, things. That's the, that's the, you know, Zig, Zig is famous for saying that anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you can learn to do it well. So there, there you go. <laughs> so good. There you go. I love Zig. 
Uh, and those are powerful. I love that, that, you know, the done beats perfect is, is, is in essence, you know, take, take action, just take action and make a decision and make it right. Really comes back to what we talked about in the first show of that declaration and that commitment. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I mean, you're, you know, again, as we did in the first show, just you're hitting on these pillars that we so often miss, or as I like to say, the kind of the root issues. And we tend to deal in business and personal development in the symptomatic areas up here. And you so often, uh, as you did in the first show, you come down to these root issues, man, I, this is, this is great. I, any, any other specific habits, routines yeah, you'd pull I've got out? One real tangible one. Yeah, you please. know, those were kind of a little bit more or less tangible of a habit. So here's a real tangible one. And this is been a game changer for me um it might be for for you know those listening as well is the first question is going to be how do you feel when you're responding to emails and most people it's not a fun task you know what i mean it's kind of like going to the mailbox you know there's bills it's not like a party going to the mailbox there's junk mail just like an email inbox Mm -hmm. there's junk mail there's you know, there's people asking of you, there's stuff, there's people that don't even know you that are, you know, hitting you up for stuff. And so the more successful you become, the more of a problem it becomes. And so I just recognize that, you know, what, what are things I love to do? What are things I don't love to do? And email was not something that I love to do. That was in the, I don't love to do bucket. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, how am I going to solve that? Like, yeah, you can get to hire an assistant and they go through it for you. And I don't know that, costs money and it's not perfect either because I mean, then you're going back and forth with the person. And so um, I came up with a real basic system. And um, the first part of the system is uh, to get to inbox zero briefly. You don't have to stay there. But like, if you're like most people, you have a ton of emails in there and why we're, you know, keeping these things on, like people get like anxiety, looking at all the emails and stuff. And you can just scan the past like week or two and, and after that, like if it's important, they're going to ping you again. And so you just scan for what's recent. Everything, you, you, some people we've had, have done this. They've had 30,000 emails just in there, in their inbox. And you just take the whole thing, control A, and just move it to an archive. So you're not deleting it. You're not wiping it out. You're just getting it off the plate. You're just moving it to an archive folder, mm-hmm. starting fresh. Um, unsubscribe from every, you know, from all stuff that's not serving you, you know, and then outside of that is putting up an away message. And so uh, as an entrepreneur, this one works great is, is I have an away message that's up and it just says limited access to email in the subject line. And then it just says in the body of it. So anyone that emails me, it's like a vacation Mm -hmm. uh, away message, except it's not for vacation. It's for every day of my life. And it just says, in the spirit of giving 110% of my effort, my love, attention, and focus to my clients, friends, and family, I'm only checking email in a very limited fashion. So if you need anything, email our support, support at you know, lifeandfire.com. And um, so it has cleared me of having any responsibility to do anything with my email. And it also states in there, if you're you know, one of my clients, as you know, um, you know please join me on one of our live one-on-one calls or one of our live group calls. And so I've built my life where I, I'm, I'm in certain places where all of my clients have access to live. And I don't have to go back and forth and back and forth trying to coach someone through email. I, they just ask the question, I answer it, and it's way better that way. So the, the outcome is I now have no obligation to anybody. 
Because what can happen is you get random people reaching out, you get all this stuff that comes at you and you've got this, even if you don't worry about it consciously, subconsciously, it weighs on you. It's an energy drain. And it's like, oh gosh, I got to respond to these certain people. And, you know, and they might just be asking stuff of you and you have no obligation to them. You don't even know them. So that to me, wipes out any expectations. I'm not, I'm not checking my emails, right? And now I'll still scan it briefly once a day because there's things going on. I'm interacting with you, Kevin, you know, on your, on your show. And that's, that's part of doing business. So I don't just completely negate email. I've got to be a good business guy, but I'll just scan it and everything else. I'm just letting it, letting it go. Um, now I've also had some folks that have jobs or some folks that, you know, that doesn't work for them at their stage. If nothing else, maybe your first step is say that you're checking emails twice a day choose two different points in the day and don't touch it otherwise because it just sends you down rabbit holes and you're reacting all day. And, uh, and then, so I'm only, you know, jumping into it when I have the ability and yeah. I have the bandwidth and I can clear it out. And that's, uh, you know, we call that a productivity hack, I think is what people would try to say. It's just a great habit. Uh, mm -hmm. one that I can do, I can do better with. I've done everything from the assistant to the, and I end up just, I'm the guy who just, I, I'm MIA and then I feel bad. I feel, yeah, yeah. like obligated. Uh, man, so good. Just, just great content for, this is great. It feels like a great follow up to our first talk together and appreciate as again, your heart. Thanks for giving us a behind the scenes look into what's helping you tick in the way that you want to and get the results you want in your life and in your, uh, in your business. It's inspiring, Nick. So grateful. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, brother. Inspiring habits and routines from Nick Unsworth. Again, you can join Nick for his Life on Fire Challenge at lifeonfirechallenge.com where you can get a free seven-day live group coaching experience designed to clarify your business vision, create a profit plan, and launch into action. Coming up in episode 804, better to plan or just aim and fire. The punchline of that question is our survey that we did with Ziggler listeners was exactly 50-50. Some people want a plan to walk out and others just pull the trigger and figure it out along the way. It's more of a personal style than a right or wrong is what you're going to hear. But the bigger point, of course, is either way assumes you are going after something. You have a goal, you have a desire, you have a problem you want to solve. Uh, so I play a three-minute clip from Zig Ziglar where he cites that people who set goals and make plans of action ultimately have better lives and success all around. And you give some great stories to that. Uh, from this, though, I asked the Ziegler audience the question, for those of you who set goals and strive for progress in your lives, do you, one, create a plan of action to walk out, or two, pull the trigger and figure it out as you go? The responses were not just cut and dry, and Tom Ziegler and I talked through uh, a lot of the responses and the nuances and insight brought to us by everyone. So what you're about to hear, it should feel freeing and confirming to you and your style and convicting to take action. Till then, Thank you, folks, as always, for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <laughs>